Do you think it's disrespectful that they had a Pokemon named Coughing when the COVID-19 pandemic was sweeping the nation? Yes. big game of 58 happened this past week and we're just getting word now that it was the most watched telecast of all time reaching 123.4 million viewers we hope you count yourselves among them because here on zero credits this is zero credits big game edition i just launched into round round ball rock for some reason and welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name is Huddle Henry. And my name is Once You Think About Round Ball Rock, You Can't Remember the Monday Night Football Jingle John. And together we're Huddle Henry and Jingle John coming at you to discuss all the snaps, mishaps, and snapbacks, clapbacks of the, the big game 58 in order to make the world safer for Andy Reid. He's under fire for being poked at by Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I watched the game. He's under fire for being poked at? I feel like when he was being poked at, he was under fire. From that, that poking finger. Yeah, right? Right. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, John, I watched the big game. Uh, did you Did you watch the big game? Are you part of the 123.4 million viewers? I, I did watch the big game. And also, fun fact, that's twice as many viewers as watched the Survivor Season 1 finale. Uh, almost exactly twice as many. I watched the big game under a uh, under different circumstances than I usually do. I'm a big, big game party guy. Uh, I love a big game party. I look forward to it every year. Love to not like super pay attention, but also get really invested in the second half. Eat a lot of vegan hot dogs. But this year I went solo bolo, or I guess me and my wife watched it. So we were duo buo on the big game this year. Yes, that is correct. Um, You were invited to a big game party. Um, but for medical reasons, you could not attend. And that's fine. We don't have to get into it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I I just want to clear the air. Uh, I chased a rabbit too hard and exploded my dew claw, and the vet had to remove it. Yeah, and so it's fine. It's okay that you couldn't be here. I'm glad you got a chance to watch it through the cone that you have to wear so you don't pick up your surgery arm. 
And uh, yeah, the big game for the first time in a long time was actually uh, kind of interesting only in the second half. This, as far as like big games go, this is maybe my favorite one that I've ever watched because you have a first half that is excruciatingly boring to watch. You have a a very aggressive driving 49ers. You have a a, a very uh I don't know, would you say would you say the first half of the game the Chiefs were playing really conservatively or badly? Like Mahomes couldn't get anything dialed in, like nothing was happening yeah. for him. And like the 49ers were pushing super hard, which is fun to watch because you never I feel like you rarely see like aggression in big games. But like despite that drive, like nothing was happening. Yeah, uh, Mahomes couldn't string anything together. People were dropping the ball left and right. Uh, there were a couple of good turnovers in the first half that uh, were the, kind of the real only big highlights. I mean, there were a couple of good field goals. Apparently, a, a new record was set, and nobody really cared to really yeah, call it out. Super Bowl record, 57 yards yeah, by but, uh, but, but, Butner. Harrison Butker. Uh, one of the best kickers alive in the league today. Um, he has been on many a fantasy football team of mine. But uh, yeah, it just sort of like a so-so first half that just sort of ended be- and or led to a more exciting second half because it was sort of like back and forth. Who's going to win it? We only got one shot to, to do it. Here we go. Boom. Overtime. An overtime in a yeah, Super Bowl. The- First, yeah. I think maybe the second overtime in Super Bowl history, maybe, but definitely the first overtime using the new postseason overtime rules. Yes. Uh, so somebody definitely hit that extend the game button at Buffalo Wild Wings because they didn't want to go home. And uh, little did they know that it was going to end in, in just a, a walk-off touchdown at the last second. Mahomes to whoever caught it, boom, end of the game, 25-22. What a game. It, it really could exciting. not have been more cinematic because, yeah. like, so so many, like, I guess records or traditions or whatever were broken. Because the first half, everyone is watching this big game, uh, which I might have called it by the other name a couple times, but I didn't, and you misheard. Uh, everyone was watching this big game because not everyone was watching because this is the most important big game uh, in maybe our lifetimes due to its prominence in popular culture and the cultural consciousness because oh yeah, uh, yes. Taylor Swift dating Travis Kelsey stars aligned to really bring the viewership to the uh, the big game this year and I think the NFL is like how do we recreate this this is. The, the, this is literally the most watched thing we've ever done. Uh, we we got to put lightning in this bottle and, and recreate this. But it, it's really the stars are aligning. You got Taylor Swift, biggest pop star in the world, and her international eras tour um, coming off of the domestic tour that did, you know, made like a billion dollars or whatever. Uh, you got Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, kind of living legends of football. You got a really great story, and um, uh, Brock Purdy, the quarterback for the 49ers, because it was really he honestly was the biggest rookie and underdog in the game. Do you know his story? 
I don't at all. I don't know anything oh. about the 49ers. This uh, is except yeah. one of them is named like George Whittle, maybe George Kittle. George Kittle, of course. Yeah, he, he's the tight end for the 49ers. Uh, but let's just talk about Brock Purdy. Just, uh, just to really just in a flash tell you who he is. Um, he's a, he's a rookie quarterback who was drafted this year at the absolute last pick of the draft, a position mm. known as Mister Irrelevant. Um, oh, that's why they kept calling him Mister Irrelevant. Right, he's Mister Ir- Ir- Irrelevant. He gets a, a jersey with two hundred and sixty-two on it because he is the two hundred and sixty-second pick of the draft. Uh, he was the third string quarterback of the 49ers and then uh, was given a chance to start a couple of games, ends up taking them to the Super Bowl. Uh, mm. It's a crazy story. He's like the at the the amount he's getting paid right now is like the least amount you can pl- pay an NFL player at that position. And he lives in San Francisco and the amount he's being paid is not enough for him to live on his own. So he has a, a roommate who is not an athlete who just has to like put up with his, this, this quarterback roommate. And uh, here he is starting quarterback for the 49ers in the Super Bowl. It's like a, a rags to riches story and he lost it all. I mean, you know, they, they came close. Uh, I, I feel like you can't pay someone. I mean, prior to, the very end of the second half, I feel like everyone was talking about Purdy. I feel like he was the star of the show. There was a lot of like going back and forth about the whole Mr. Irrelevant thing, but uh, it's a shame, but you can't, I don't think you should be able to legally pay someone the least you can pay a quarterback in the NFL. If they took you to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that seems illegal. Definitely needs to renegotiate that contract. Um, but before we, you know, before you feel too bad for him, it is something like 200,000. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the Bay area, that's tough, but yeah, that's an insane sentence to say is that $200,000 is not enough to live in any city. Yeah. Um, kind of makes you envious of those guys playing for the chiefs because that they're not dealing with that, the, the same cost of living at all. Yeah. I'd love to see Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably pretty big. Well, it was an exciting game, and it was wrapped up in all this other drama because we were watching and waiting for the Chiefs, of course, for Travis Kelsey specifically to win the Super Bowl and the game-winning touchdown. Uh, and, uh, Travis um, Kelsey, a player who is who was super important in that game. Oh yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot of action on the field for Travis Kelsey. Uh, I think leading up to this, it's very funny. A lot of people seem to be under the impression that Travis Kelsey was the quarterback <laughs> because that's the only <laughs> position they know exists in football. And if someone uh, isn't is a deep state enemy, they're probably a quarterback. Yeah, it's really funny that Travis Kelsey. It, you know, it, it is a household name. He, he's a tight end. And I had to explain this to the the people because they were like, "Where? why is he not in every play? It's like the, the tight end's job is literally to run, like run a short route, catch the ball and fall down. Yeah. That, that is their job. They are not, they don't run with the ball. They're just big. They can bowl through people and they can like catch it before anyone else can. Yeah, primarily tight ends are used for securing first downs, something that Travis Kelsey did a lot when the uh, the Chiefs finally were able to drive 
Um, but we were all waiting for him to get the game-winning touchdown so that he could get a microphone to pass off to Taylor Swift so she could finally, in one unified, succinct, clear voice, endorse Joe Biden for president, thus ish- ushering in the, the tyrannical regime of Biden. Yeah, the tyrannical regime of Biden. And of course, as we know, World War Three follows. Um, I, I don't really know... Um, you know, I wasn't watching the Nickelodeon version, so I'm not sure if it happened there. But I didn't really see that happen. I saw Travis Kelsey. Uh, it was really fun when they were doing the post-game interviews. They interviewed the Chiefs seemingly in descending order of uh, media training. They talked to Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> who, of course, is great on a mic. Yeah. Uh, of course, Patrick Mahomes is amazing on a microphone. Thanking God, thanking the team. Extremely charismatic, very media trained. Then they talked to Travis Kelsey, who had uh, what what I'm going to call a a a breathless, seemingly drunken performance. <laughs> um, Dude was that if, yeah. if I was Taylor Swift, would have given me the ick. A lot of people took to TikTok to say that they think they saw Taylor Swift catch the ick for Travis Kelsey somewhere around the third Viva Las Vegas <laughs> scream at the yeah. top of his lungs. Um, There's not three Vivas in the song, right? I don't know the song. Viva, Viva Las Vegas, right? It's not Viva, Viva, Viva Las Vegas. I I honestly don't know. It's two Vivas, Travis. Yeah, but look, man, uh, why don't you win a Super Bowl single-handedly and then you can... Wait, why did they even talk to him? Uh, you know, I wonder why they talk. They probably talked to him because the NFL probably smartly was like, well, who do people care about this Super Bowl? It's funny because which like they, they interviewed Patrick Mahomes and they yeah, interviewed the, the dude who caught the walk on touchdown, right. which, which by the way, the touchdown that won the game, incredible. Like it was, it was neat. It was clean. It was well, like the, the most cinematic way it could have ended to a player that like nobody in the zeitgeist cares about it was great it's amazing yeah i really i really enjoy it much to the chagrin of tony romo who apparently went off on a tirade about how you're supposed to get this done better and faster and it's just like he they won yeah <laughs> how, do you, tony romo. how do you play better like, they they literally won the super bowl they are the champions unfortunately um, tony romo your name will live the longest as a post malone lyric Oh, that's funny. I'm so I'm sorry, um, but yeah, uh, it's it's funny I'm with the Tony Romo on all the clowns and all the bozos because he was number nine, nine millimeter clowns and bozos. Tony Romo, it's a perfect lyric. Anyway, they interview the quarterback, of course, for sure, and then they interview the guy who caught the game, the game winning touchdown, and in the middle, they interviewed Taylor Swift's boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah, they they interviewed Taylor Swift's boyfriend who, man, I, you know, I do not follow the Chiefs. And in fact, I don't watch a lot of the NFL. Uh, but now that I got Paramount Plus, maybe I will. Uh, but like, I guess I had assumed that Travis Kelsey was like a well-spoken, media-trained kind of guy. And he got up there, I'm like, who? He was excited. Who? Who is the, the I've seen I saw three things from Travis Kelsey. One, I think he secured a first down in the first half once. And I was like, 
Okay, cool. There he is. And then he got all up in a, in a dude's face and screamed at him real hard, which people are having like the dude? a very strong. Huh? That dude is the head coach of the, yeah, the head coach, uh, of the, the guy of the, with the mustache, the head yeah, coach, Andy Reed, Andy Reed. He, he got all up in Andy Reed's face. Uh, and I think people are having like a outsized negative reaction to that. Cause like, I feel like I've seen people get up in coaches faces a lot during football games. So I'm not sure that this is like super unprecedented. It, it happens. It's, it's just heat of the moment kind of thing. It's just unfortunate that the camera people were apparently on uh, Travis all night, so they they cut to him in that moment. Apparently, right after that moment, what they didn't show was that they hugged and, and like made up right away. Yeah, people in football scream at each other a lot. It happens all the time. The amount of times like, Tom to Brady has attitude. thrown his helmet at somebody, like if Tom Brady can throw his helmet at somebody, I feel like Travis Kelsey can shove. His, his head coach without repercussion. Let's just leave him alone. And I'm also sure that the head coach is uh, probably had worse and doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he's a trained professional. Also, the man is unflappable. He wins the Super Bowl. He does his press conference. There's no emotion. He's <laughs> just, uh, we, we did it. Um, we won. Yeah, we got a little heated and uh, it was a moment. And uh, um, uh, that's fine. And uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna do well next year. And it's just like <laughs> they showed him getting soaked with the water cooler, and he just like stood there with his mouth open slightly. Yeah, I, I've always right. called him the walrus, and I feel like that water dumping clip just really cements it. He he is just he's got he's got that type of skin that water just rolls right off his back like a duck. Um, it's yeah, great. my man is just waiting to to enter the Arctic Ocean. Yeah, uh, th- there's a lot of discourse surrounding uh, Travis Kelsey getting in. What's his name? Adam Reed, Andy Reed, Andy Reed, Andy Reed. There's a lot of discourse seemingly online about him getting up in Andy Reed's face, and people are like, "Um, how come we aren't talking about this? Uh, why would or, we? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. It's like why why would we?" Why in the world are we talking about this? It's 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 so not special that this happened. Right. It happens. I mean, it's it's a very charged game. Emotions are running high. Like it's do you wish it didn't happen? Sure. You that, yeah. yeah, that's fine. I don't know. I, I feel it feels like a whole a, a lot to do about nothing, and um we shouldn't give it any more attention than we already have. Because uh, we got some stats to get to, John. Oh my god, I was born with a statistician's mind, so I can't wait to get to the stats. Sure, there's the the yardage and the possession time, but the, the most important stat I think of the night, the one that I was keeping track of and yelling very loudly to the room of startled people I was watching the game with, I kept a running tally of how many times they showed Taylor Swift during the game. Ah, yes. I I feel like a lot of people had an over-under on this one. I overshot it slightly with 150. Um, You you were slightly, yeah, slightly I wish I could go back and I wish I could go back and change it, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, uh, and it was less than that. It was was significantly less. Um, 
Uh, I thought maybe they were going to do a picture-in-picture, just have her on camera the entire time. Um, But they also did not do that. Uh, What we ended up with was a mere 14 times during the game. Mm, Yes. Uh, Certainly Um, more times in, in that second half. The Taylor count was very low in the first half. Oh, it was It was like, we're only going to show her if she's cheering, never when she's sad, until eventually they showed her a few times when like something bad had happened. And it was like, oh, I guess they remembered she's there, but only in the second half. Yeah. I, her, her total amount of runtime during the uh, four-hour event was a mere 51 seconds. Mm, not even a minute for Taylor. Now, I'm... A lot of people like to say, oh, yeah, in a full game, there's only 18 minutes of, like, you know, gameplay. Uh, well, it turns out there's only 51 seconds of gameplay because that's when they o- that's the only times they showed the star player of the night, Taylor Swift. Of course. And uh, a, a really great guest performance by Ice Spice. Oh, Ice Spice was bringing it hard. She was not interested at all in anything that was going around but when other people were were cheering she cheered it was amazing also honorable mention shout out to blake lively who was apparently there cool uh it was my favorite thing about ice spice's presence at the big game is uh ice spice appeared to be uh engaging in a behavior called intently watching the game, <laughs> uh, which is which is fascinating, and you almost never see that when they cut to celebrities at a football game. Ice Spice yeah. was into it. Now, uh, John, did you know there were other celebrities at the game? Um, let's see: Patrick Mahomes, yes; Taylor Swift, yes; Ice Spice, yes; Andy Reid, of course, who I knew all all along and what he did, yes. Um, what's that other guy's name? Patrick Shanrahan. I don't know. It's like the head coach of the 49ers. I actually don't know this. Um, yeah, that's all the celebrities I can think of. Oh, Tony Romo, Post Malone. (laughs) Yeah, apparently there was a lot of others that, uh, the broadcast just did not show whatsoever. Like Paul Rudd was there with his son. Leonardo DiCaprio had a box, like. But you wouldn't know it from the bot the the broadcast. I mean, I think they only have like a limited amount of time to spend on celebrities, and everyone knew the. I mean, what is this? The most watched big game in how many years? Oh, of, of all time, of all time, they knew what people were tuning into this big game for. Tony Romo. Yeah, they were tuning into it for for Tony Romo. Okay. Man, Tony Romo. By the way, shut up. Like, oh my god, he just keeps talking. He would not stop being super opinionated about plays and like a thing that they will bust out at the big game intermittently is like drawing on the screen oh, yeah. as a play is happening. That it. happens sometimes. And that's fine to illustrate a point. But my man Tony would get in there and draw on a live play to show that what he would do. <laughs> and I'm like, "Stop." stop it was not interested in what tony romo would do in this situation i don't know who was doing it um because we weren't really listening too hard to the commentary but somebody kept circling the back line of the defense almost every play and it was like okay we'll watch them and they would 
they would proceed to do nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. why, why do we keep circling them? They're not it's doing the, anything. The circling in the play, if, even if you weren't paying attention to the commentary, was Tony Romo basically saying, and this is the area you, you got to look out for, followed by no action happening in that area <laughs> whatsoever. It was every, every time he would circle something and be like, yeah, this is where the play is going to make, this, <laughs> this, is, this is what's going to make or break the play. Nothing. Nothing happens at all. Yeah, that happened constantly. It's like, my man, give the iPad a rest. Let, I, let the other I, guys speak. I would really be interested to uh, watch the Nickelodeon version and know what Dora the Explorer's take on each play. Oh. So was. I've seen, yeah, I've seen clips of this now. Dora the Explorer came in to explain rules to people, like explain what is holding. What is offsides? I'm like, that's adorable. I kind of want to, this is bad. I kind of want to rewatch the Nickelodeon version to um, remind myself of some rules about American football I might have forgotten, uh, which would be nice because I'm I'm an infrequent football watcher at best. So Dora might need to help me out. By all accounts, it was a, it was a blast of a time. And, and I kind of now made the joke, well, maybe next year we'll have to... Uh, to watch it i'm just afraid we wouldn't get the same commercials yeah that's always a risk with the big game is that the commercials might be different the next time right I, oh oh you you mean next year yeah next year i i just mean like would they show the same big game commercials on nickelodeon and i, I don't think they would I I don't know. I don't know how be... it works. <laughs> yeah, does it uh does it cost 7 million dollars to secure a spot on Nickelodeon? Maybe uh maybe with that Paramount Plus subscription I can watch the Nickelodeon version of the big game again. Is that how that works? I don't know. I I don't know if they allow you to uh to watch it time shifted, you know. Okay, here here's my problem, man, and you're going to have to you like sports more I than do. I do. I do. I'm a 30% sports enjoyer. I watch the big ones, and then I watch, for some reasons, the Series A Italian League football, for some reason. <laughs> uh, anyway, Sardinia's doing great. Um, the question I have for you, sports person. With me. How come it's so hard to watch sports that have happened in the past? Yeah, that's a it's, really it's it's, it's ridiculously not hard recorded somewhere. <laughs> like it's I like I I hear about these games that I need to watch. Like the I don't know if I wanted to watch like the Michael Jordan flu game, which I have, of course. But like, why can't you go back and watch the greatest hits? Like, is this shit not recorded? Can you not like it? It absolutely is recorded, and I know the the reason I know that is because. Uh, during the late 90s to early 2000s, on Comedy Central in the afternoons, there would be nonstop for com commercials for, like, sports greatest hits. Oh, yeah, on, by, like, on, a Michael Jordan highlight VHS. Yeah, yeah, on DVD box set for the first time ever, the big sports hits. So, like, somebody... The, the best of the Denver Broncos. So, somebody has the rights to these 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 recordings but i i i don't know how you rewatched the super bowl unless you taped it yourself you know 
I'm just saying like wrestling does it at this point. If you want to go back and watch some wrestling, I could watch the Royal Rumble right now if I wanted to. Yeah. And maybe I will now that Vince is out. But like, I don't know, man. I I just I feel like I would get more into sports if I didn't have to be into sports at the time that they were happening because I have other stuff to do. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it would be nice. It's because all of these sports are propped up by advertising sales. So like they don't get they don't get the sales from the DVD sales and nobody buys the DVD because everybody's watching it live. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know, maybe you can't get ad placement. I don't even know. And then it gets maybe a little bit weird because like what if you're rebroadcasting a sporting event where like something in the stadium had like FanDuel or whatever on it and then like FanDuel no longer has a deal with the NFL later. Right. So I don't, it probably gets pretty weird. I mean, if you rewatch this Super Bowl, there would be a moment when they came back from commercial and they would just they're just focusing on the the people who are in the Budweiser commercial, the Bud Light commercial, and you would have no no context for why they're there. Yeah, I, I guess it gets pretty tricky. But for the art of it, for the game itself, I, I don't know. Just yeah. I wish I could watch some of that stuff. But that's neither here nor there, Henry. Nope, because we all know that the game, the love of the game is not the reason why we watch the big game. It's not the reason we watch football at all. Uh, the, the, in fact, nobody tuning in was here to watch the Chiefs or the 49ers. By all accounts, nobody wanted either team to win, and yet mm-hmm. one must. Uh, no, instead, we were all tuning in, uh, some of us for Taylor Swift, and some of us for the time-honored tradition of trying to pull like blood from a stone trying to pull a consensus out of the super good commercials that played during the big game. Yes, it is. Uh, as I like to call it, the big game of capitalism, the big game ads. Uh, there were a ton of ads this year. Uh, I should re I should I, I need to edit that statement. There were the same amount of ads as every other year this year. Uh-huh. Which is, a let's be fair, that's a ton of ads. Uh, it is true, but there were not more so more than any other year. I, I did feel, however, there were a an odd amount, an increased amount of actually okay to good ones this year. Really? Uh, it might be that the people I was watching with were making really good jokes about them and I have positive associations with them and they're not actually that good. But, um, yeah, no, I, I felt that some of them were actually pretty good. I, we might end up fighting about this because I actually thought this was a pretty bad year for ads, but why don't we just get into it? Let's just get into it. Let's start with, um, Let's just start the worst ad in our opinion. Uh, I'll do one. You do one. Um, Okay. And I've got mine locked and loaded because the worst ad I think there was this year was the Lint Life is a Ball commercial. Uh Uh-huh. Because. uh, Yes, please go ahead. (laughs) Well, it was just sort of like a commercial you would see on any other day. There were no, there was no angle or hook to it. It was literally just like the song Life is a Ball with a Lint a wrapped lint piece kind of like acting as like a sing-along thing as people were unwrapping lint chocolates and eating them. And it was, it just lets us hanging there. Like 
is was that it? Is is that it? And that that's all it was. The Lint commercial, I think, for me was the first one where it got my attention just because it it uh I don't know, it seemed like it was going somewhere, but then it was just like follow I don't know. It was following like kinetic 3D typography. It was a uh, super big game ad that I like to classify as long regular ad, which is a boo <laughs> F yeah. in my book. It's just like an idea for a regular ad that's longer. And I don't I don't like it. There were a number of those this year. Uh, Lint and and um I'm gonna say it the way I think it's pronounced Temu. Oh, Tamu, shop like a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, um, those two were just sort of like normal long ads as though the people who bought, the people at Tamu who bought the ad space had no idea what they were doing and just aired one of their normal commercials. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that that, at this point, I'm pretty sure Tamu as an organization is just like run by AI <laughs> that receives instructions through like, uh english to chinese google translate so i don't know yeah. uh it also installs spyware on your phone when you install the temu app so temu's not great and they ran their ad like six times i know way too many times uh, what was your worst ad in your in, in your summation okay remember i said that i didn't think that this was like an exceptionally good uh year for ads yeah I think I might have a two to three way tie for worst ad. All right. That's fair. Uh, Let's make it a two way tie and we can maybe talk about the third one later. Okay. Uh, My. Oh, this one's tough. Let me. Okay. I'll make one ideological and one personal. Uh, I guess they're both ideological. Uh, The first worst ad is the dual ad pairing of the Rob Gronkowski fan duel uh, field goal kick of destiny challenge. Yeah, kick of destiny 2. It's a sequel to a a promotion they ran last year. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, so last year there was the kick of destiny Rob Gronkowski missed. And Mm -hmm. so... There was supposed to be sort of like a training arc kind of thing. Carl Weathers comes in to, to like train him to do better, and then he ends up missing again. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then you know, R.I.P. Carl Carl Weathers. He just passed away like earlier this month. I was just like, yes, eh, yikes. My my issue with this is uh, FanDuel is like a sports betting website, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, sports betting, if FanDuel is a sports betting website, I'm pretty sure it is because I think you could actually bet on whether he would make the kick or not. Uh, unregulated sports betting is actually a curse on the country that is preying on precarious economic circumstances. Uh, it is being allowed to th- like thrive in an, like a, a totally unrestricted way that's pretty unbelievable and a lot of states are you know when like you sign up for like a sports betting app they're like get two hundred dollars of free cash uh that's from a pool of incentives they've collected from the state that the state funds from taxpayer money to to like get a presence in 
the state to get tax revenue uh sports betting is fucking awful wow it's it's really bad and it's only getting worse that it's it has existed for longer in the uk and the uk has like pretty extensive protections around like personal exclusion so if you submit a request saying i want to be excluded from being advertised to from these because i have a gambling problem which weird now that sports betting apps are unrestricted largely unrestricted in the united states uh gambling problems are out of control uh but like the uk is like trying to crack down on them a lot of countries you can't even advertise for them anymore uh betting releases the same chemicals that uh drinking alcohol and doing drugs does uh it's not good uh i'm not like an anti-gambling person but like for carl weathers one of my favorite actors and one of the greatest movies of all time the predator yeah one of the greatest movies of all time rocky and predator uh and happy gilmore and arrested Uh, development and arrest carl weathers man carl weathers was really great i love carl carl weathers was like one of my heroes as a kid like i loved rocky and i loved predator and for what maybe his last role that we'll ever see him in to be a stupid fucking ad for a stupid fucking sports gambling website what a bummer not not into it not happy i don't like that one the other one i don't like is he wa- is jesus washed feet or whatever it's called he gets us yeah so let's talk about it uh because naked and afraid we watched this uh, ad and uh, just the the pure content of it was like oh that's kind of an okay message uh but then you have to peel back uh, where did the fucking ad come from? And it so turns for the out, last like number for the last few Super Bowls, right? These he gets us ads have been on the last few big games. Uh, there's, and always, like, okay. there, there's always a a, uh, a Christian bent message at at the big game. They're always yeah, it's, it's always it's, there. Sometimes it's almost it's, always from like the he gets us place. Right. And sometimes it's it's a big celebrity talking about how good America used to be. And sometimes it comes in the, the form of AI generated images and a commercial where people have six toes on their feet that are getting washed. And it just looks uncanny and weird. And then, uh, yeah, it says, uh, you know, Jesus didn't hate. He washed feet alone. It's a good message. But then you got to look at who funded the message. Yeah, I I hate that this commercial made because I don't know if you know this about me. I like Jesus a lot. I, I like Jesus's whole yeah. deal. Jesus is one of my favorite dudes in history. If people would actually listen to what he said, he would he would be like a good commendable guy, but a lot of people use his name in ways that uh that aren't good. Um, yeah, like the people who fund He Gets Us, which is the fucking Hobby Lobby family. Yes. The people who hire mercenaries to steal biblical artifacts, Hobby Lobby family. The Hobby Lobby family that has donated millions of dollars to, to right-wing, anti-LGBT, and pro-life causes. That Hobby Lobby family. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I have a, a breakdown on a tweet here that, uh, the people who made that ad, uh, 
also donated $50 million to anti-LGBTQ hate groups and also includes its money from the that $3 billion donation made by that dead Hobby Lobby guy and caps it off with, there's no hate like Christian love, which mm. sort of encapsulates the whole thing because while they, they, they preach a message of love and acceptance that Jesus didn't hate, he washed feet, which is a true thing. And I mean, it's from the gospel. Um, you can't say that and put that message out there while also advocating against people of any sort that that's, that's the big catch 22. Like if you are anti any type of person, like if if you think any type of person shouldn't exist or their ideology shouldn't exist, you can't also push Christian love. It doesn't. Well, here's what's so fucked about it. Here's what's so fucked about the ad is the ad clearly is meant to heavily imply the acceptance of people whose identities have not been traditionally accepted in the church. Like it shows like two old men washing their feet together who are like touching each other on the forearm, maybe to imply that they've been in a long same sex relationship. And there's like someone like, washing the feet i think maybe a cop is washing the feet of like a clearly like queer coded person in this weird ai image and i'm like you're literally telling us to do things that you have funded for hate groups millions of dollars do like it's unbelievable there there is no like better symbol for the problems of modern American Christianity than spending $7 million on an ad showing how accepting you are when behind the scenes you are donating millions of dollars to hate groups. Yeah. It's, it hurts me because the message is a good message, but then it's funded by people who don't believe in the message they put forth. Like I, it's hard being, this is the stupidest sentence I'll say on this podcast, bar none. Um, it's hard being a Christian sometimes because there are so many other Christians who just do sh- stupid shit. Yeah. And like they don't. I mean, I don't even have to wear that mantle. I just love Jesus and I'm perfectly right. fine saying it. I'm not a Christian, but like it's, it's hard to even say that. And I feel yeah. like Jesus is a fairly uncontroversial figure. I mean, he's my favorite socialist, like, bar none. Yeah. He's one of my favorite, like, yeah, uh, political figures. Uh, because everything he says is like, yeah, I agree with. We, we shouldn't treat people different by their station, you know, break bed, bread with sex workers, not with tax collectors. You Jesus know, things was like just that. a radical, enlightened socialist. That's all Jesus was. Plus, that dude had a rage issue, and I can really get behind that in this day and age. Oh, I'd love to flip a table on a moneylender. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, yeah, I think those are two really good, three really good contenders for worst. I, I, I don't, I, I think the Lint one I was just found boring. I think yours actually have like more of an ideological bent to them, so they might be slightly worse. Um, but there were some, I think there were some really good standout, enjoyable, funny ones. Uh, uh-huh. And the Mountain Dew Aubrey Plaza one with Nick Offerman they're just saying like the Baja blast. You can, you can, you can have a blast anywhere. That one was just fun and funny. 
that one was the one that I saw. I was like, this feels like a big game ad. Like, right. I like it. It's got like crazy production values. It's funny as funny as a big game ad can really be. Right. Uh, Nick Offerman at the very end says, I am also having a blast. That's <laughs> funny. That's It's just funny. I don't care who you are. It's just right. funny. And honestly, it's a new product. Um, I mean, for the first time ever, bottled Baja Blast. Isn't I know they like... really got to put out the bottled Baja Blast Zero, and then I'm really on board. <laughs> um, I think another good one that I really enjoyed um, was the Sarah V with Michael Sarah. Uh, you know, I, as of the last few years, I'm a long time Sarah V user because my wife told me about it, and it's cheap and better than literally any moisturizer on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. And it's great to see them have a presence at the big game with a genuinely very funny joke. (laughs) Nothing beats. I'm Michael Sarah, and I've always had a passion for human skin. Yeah, it's great. It's just really funny. I think more than ever, the humor was on point when it worked. Uh, When it didn't work, it was very obvious. Um, My go-to example for this is the Pringles Mr. P commercial. Oh, my God. I With Chris Pratt. Makes me so mad. Because, okay, I'm going to... I think I'm going to have a comparison to the Pringles Mr. P commercial. But I think the Pringles Mr. P commercial is like part of a school of big game ads that to me you know we've already discussed one of the uh first uh long-running traditions for big game ads which is the just a long ad Mm -hmm. uh and the pringles mr p commercial is closer to another long-standing big game ad commercial which i like to call trying to do something but didn't really have an idea yeah Like, clearly they're trying to do something with it. They're implying, like, a level of virality in the commercial about, hey, isn't it so crazy? Wouldn't it be crazy if Chris Pratt went so viral for looking like the Pringles guy and starred in a movie about how much he looks like the Pringles guy? I'm like, that's you can say that in a room full of people. It's straight up not an idea. Like, it's not an idea. There's not an idea in there at all. It's not a, it's almost like somebody said it as a joke and nobody said, well, that's not a joke. That's sort of close to like a funny anecdote, only it's not funny. Yeah. It's like the middle part of an idea. It's right. like, it's, it's totally like, it's, it's divorced from like meaning. There's nothing like funny or insightful about it. Like it's not saying anything about anything. Like it, it's 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 a nothing idea. It, it's yeah. It's an idea that isn't. It's not a capital I idea. It's like we we generated five pitches and you picked the one we did not flesh out because we didn't think you would go with it. Yeah, it's like you had like five things and one is Chris Pratt or m- movie star looks like Pringles guy. And you picked it, but then you didn't do anything with it. You know what? And, a be- and it's a big yeah. budget commercial too. Like it's it's yeah. big. I'm gonna pitch a different commercial with Pringles and Chris Pratt. Uh, he voiced Mario. He got tapped to voice Garfield. Okay, we're gonna do a Pringles movie. The concept 
the the premise of this commercial is we're doing a Pringles Pringles movie. Who do we get to voice the Pringles? And someone just goes, I don't know, Chris Pratt. And so then we we have like talk like you know how you can put two Pringles together like a duck's bill. Uh huh. So we do that, and it's like moving, and it's Chris Pratt's voice coming out. And the like, it, it's a bad idea. That's kind of the joke. And then we we cut away from that to like Chris Pratt being like, I don't know if this is gonna work, but these chips are delicious. Boom, commercial. Yeah, these chips are delicious. Crunch. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's an ad. That's an idea. Or like, yeah. have them like pitch the uh, pitch the idea of a Pringles movie, and then like he goes method and grows the mustache, but like nobody's buying it or whatever. Right. Like. Anything is any, anything. Yeah, literally I, I, anything would have been more of an idea than that ad was. Def- so yeah, so a good example of this, uh, of this premise is Sarah V with Michael Sarah um, V, and then the bad example is the Pringles of Chris Pratt, and uh, yeah. everything else just kind of falls in between those two. I, I think an, another example of this on this commercial pissed me off more than it should have. And we're not going to talk about it otherwise because it's so unremarkable. But it's the one for Hoka. I don't even know if that's on my list. Uh, it's it's Hoka shoes. <laughs> and I think. It oh, came up, the one it was the people yeah. running in the sky. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's just nothing. It's, it's, it's nothing. nothing. It's, it's nothing. because like someone was that, like, okay, what's a, what's the new slogan? Fly human. It feels like something that was come up with from like an executive standpoint. Yeah. Cause they were like, what's an, what's the new slogan we want to unveil? Fly humans fly. What if like people were flying? Cool. But like they're running when they're flying. Cause like we make running shoes. All right. Uh, yeah. Like I'm too afraid to say no. But also when they're lo- running, they make our logo. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, uh, there were no no's in that meeting. I have another pitch. And it's is this one I, I will say is not a good pitch. But uh, Jamie was was getting some treats together for our big game party. And she was she's on a, a Johnny Cash bent. And uh, Johnny Cash famously uh, duetted with Willie Nelson, uh, Ghost Riders in the Sky. So that was playing. And she's like, you know what the song is about, right? And it's like, oh, I had no idea. It's like the afterlife, uh, the hell afterlife for the, this tribe of people was that they would be forever running in the sky after something they could never catch. And then the same day we see this ad with people running in the sky. And I turn to her and say, are those the ghost runners? Like, so like maybe you can connect something there. Ghost runners in the sky with people running in the sky for your ad. I don't know if that's offensive or not, but like, it's at least an idea. Yeah. Once again, if anything would have made that into an idea, anything would have made it into an idea. It's raining men. Wait, no, I guess you want the people to stay in the sky. Or like someone's like running on, I don't know, like make it so like clearly this person doesn't like run a lot or maybe they're getting back into running. Maybe they've got like some medals, but clearly time has passed. And then like they start running in their new hokas and their steps just get like lighter and lighter. And then they get like lifted off the ground when they're running because they're rediscovering this euphoric 
feeling of running that's available to them fly and then when they like get up into the sky they see all these other people who are running because they're they're the other people who wear the shoes who have discovered the euphoria of running now they're part of a community fly human fly hoka give me seven million dollars these ideas are free (laughs) people yeah so you get uh, yeah it's 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 a commercial that kind of went nowhere and they it, they were like we're gonna spend them ad time, um, but this is gonna be our campaign for the next two years because we never have to come up with another idea. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame to say, but it's it, a lot of these ones that kind of went nowhere, um, or that they just weren't well thought out. They weren't funny. It's just like you're you're wasting our time. Yeah. Just, so Etsy had this new thing called gift mode and the whole premise is that the French gave us uh, the Statue of Liberty. We got to give them a good gift back. So we go on Etsy and buy them a cheese board and send it over. And then the joke ends up being that they love it because they love cheese and it has French, every course, yeah. French stereotype you can think of. It's like, okay, so we're just dunking on the French in 2024 don't you think that idea is a little overplayed, outdone? Like, we can't top it at all? Yeah, may- maybe worse than the not-an-idea commercials or the commercials that just come from, like, a very, like, antiquated, safe place when they're yeah. trying to be funny. And I-, I think that's a great example. I also feel like... um the State Farm Arnold Schwarzenegger one kind of comes from a similar place, even though I love I want, Arnold and I, I know. love Danny DeVito. <laughs> I love the Twins reunion. I think that love was a it. good twist on it. Um, but I do have to call – I have to call out a lot of people. I say a lot of quote-unquote journalists who, who have co-opted this idea that we have started doing years ago. They rank them. They're like, oh, the top ten – you know, commercials of the night from this night. And they rank them. And I'm, I I have to say on multiple lists, this, this fucking State Farm Like a Good Neighbor mm. commercial or, or series of commercials was their number one. And I just, it was never funny to me. I, I mean, didn't like it. It says its premise its entire thesis in the first like three seconds. He and says, bah, and and it's just this because when that happens, you're like, there's a light exhalation of breath through the nose because you recognize it as a joke. Right. And then literally the, the exact same thing just happens 17 times. Exactly. They hit that note seven more times. And you're luckily, like, you think just when you're like, okay, the premise has worn itself out, it's like, oh, we got some script changes we think you'll like. And that's when Danny DeVito shows up and can say it. And we appreciate, oh, yeah, they were they were co-stars and twins. Um, this is the first time they've been on a project again since then, and that's kind of neat. But at the end of the day, it's like, what the fuck was that ad? <laughs> yeah, what was it really? What was it doing? Also, should we have been ranking these this whole time? No, I, I want to call out those people and say ranking them defeats the purpose. Yeah, I'm not here to reward fucking advertisers. You did a good job. You did the best job. You did the worst job. I'm here to try to extrapolate meaning as where are we as a culture from what marketing people think, where marketing people think we're at. And so that, I mean, we're doing it 
piece by piece right now. We're, 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 we're like putting the puzzle pieces together. And honestly, I think this premise has worn itself thin and, and disproved itself over time that it's just impossible to do because it turns out advertising was just about doing either funny humor, feel good or celebrity. And, and um, none of that really says where we are. And I'm just going to keep talking softer until John interrupts me. Because Other than I, like when uh, when Bruce Springsteen came out and he was like, we all got to meet in the middle or whatever the fuck. Oh, remember that? Yeah. During the, during the depths of the Trump administration. That was fun. I. The funniest ad to me was not the one that had the most the best humor in it. The funniest ad of the night for me, bar none was the out of nowhere left field only political ad of the night oh the my God. weird robert f kennedy jr vote independent ad my tie for third worst <laughs> my 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 third in the three-way tie because i knew we'd come back to it you know why it's the funniest to me mm. um it, it uses an old political song from an old Kennedy campaign for one JFK, John, JFK, the, the, the Kennedy that people think of the, yeah, the Kennedy it reuses his song with, with like these, it's kind of like an older ad. It's kind of, it has a weird, this is going to be silly to say out loud, Monty Python vibe to it. Cause it's yeah. like it's older footage. It's the old song, and then like it leads into to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Vote Independent, paid for by you know such and such people for Robert F. Kennedy and all that. It's funny for a lot of reasons, um, namely that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has now have to come out. He has now had to come out and say, uh, f- members of my family who are offended by that ad for using clips and and, and you know the 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 political campaign song of john f kennedy um just know that this was done by a super PAC. i had no knowledge that they were going to do it i i i apologize wholly and heartedly and then a bunch of people had to say like if you didn't know about it why did you post it at the same time that the ad aired yeah why did you pin it on your X account <laughs> with millions of followers the second it aired what, if you didn't what do you mean you had no knowledge you fucking yeah. you fucking posted it yourself the second it was available oh you you were just recording the tv <laughs> you uploaded it cool um, very cool it's also funny because like what the fuck is going on <laughs> I mean, it's it's also worth noting that like Robert Kennedy, his father, uh, seemingly uh, so that ad was a big deal. Actually, the Kennedy 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 ad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is is actually really historically important uh, both in politics and advertising because it was meant to set JFK apart from Richard Nixon, showing right. that he's like young cool capable has like a a very like simple jingle like an earworm like that was like totally unprecedented it like kind of took some of the pomp out of political advertisements of the past so it's a huge deal and uh robert f kennedy i think specifically mentioned not wanting to co-opt the kennedy 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 uh jingle for his campaign out of respect for jfk right 
And now RFK Jr. Super PAC, totally just using it. Uh, vote independent, siphon votes away from... It's so stupid. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's just stupid. It's... It, it's- we, we we talked about these other com- these other companies not thinking out their 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 ads. This just screams not thought out at all. Just yeah, super disrespectful. Also, kind of disconcerting to me that the images of RFK Jr. that they chose to paste into it, his eyes look to be like weirdly glowing. <laughs> like oh, I don't God. know. He's I don't really know. I don't really know what they were what they were doing there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not, it's not good. good. I, and I'm glad it, it seems as though the reaction to that RFK junior ad, which by the way, I think RFK junior is still polling in double digits in some States. Uh, Amazing. But generally it seems the reaction is um, bewilderment, which is good. Yeah. I don't know. I might vote independent. I mean, uh, up until a couple of years ago, I'd say it's as fucked up as it sounds. Voting for someone like RFK might have actually been one of the best ways to protect against climate change because he's actually been like mm. had in the past been like super into the environment. Because it turns out when people hold like fringe conspiratorial, like more right wing views, they actually tend to care about the environment a lot. Uh, but in the in the past two years, I think maybe in in part from like securing donor money he's like the free market will figure out (laughs) climate change so that's not gonna happen yeah um but yeah wouldn't have been fun if we lived in a universe where voting for someone who's vehemently anti-vax might have been your best chance at staving off climate disaster (laughs) what a weird bargain that would be but i'm glad we don't have to make it and now there's no one we could elect who would take it seriously so that's fun yeah now, one, I I do want to bring up, we're, we're kind of in the doldrums talking about the Kennedy commercial. I feel like we need to raise ourselves out of that. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're going to. Um, I, so, last year, the very notable thing of the Super Damn it! I, God! Yeah, last that's year, the first time you've done that. It is. Uh, last year, the first time... Wow. Hold on. Let me pull up out of this nosedive. Last year, one of the big notable categories of commercial during the big game uh, was funnily enough and very hilariously NFTs, Bitcoin, all of these cryptocurrency companies who could raise big capital were were putting out these commercials promoting their services. Yeah, Larry David for FTX. Yeah, Larry David for FTX. Uh, Matt Damon, I think, had one. Like a bunch of... Celebrities were throwing their weight behind these cryptocurrencies and these NFTs, like all of the blockchain products you can think of. It is so hilariously funny to me that the only financial commercial and the entire big game runtime was E-Trade with their dumb fucking talking babies. F- Listen, FTX's time is over. The E-Trade babies came back. and mi- oh, oh, God. Ugh. I don't even want to talk about how funny that commercial was. Pickleball? Are you kidding me? The funniest, most topical thing the E-Trade baby could be talking about? My God, the E-Trade baby is a salve for our, for our dark times. 
uh yes that commercial sucked and i'm so glad that we're out of the weird nft crypto nosedive i am sad that with the um with the guilty verdict for sam bankman fried and uh the shuttering of ftx larry david has been of course uh he, 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 there's no easy way to put this he throttled elmo out of rage <laughs> that he wasn't <laughs> brought rage. back for another ftx ad yeah, yeah um so you know sad times for larry david but he's got uh, that, glad that, poor, that poorness induced rage from losing all his money to the ftx uh, scandal yeah it's it's really it's it's really a yeah, shame but yes sad. crypto's gone no one's talking about don't it, you wish you invested in crypto right it leaves like a power vacuum like the big player last year and previous years has has is vac is vacated. So what fills the the, the hole? <laughs> what it fills that vacuum? Uh-huh. Oddly enough, new sodas. There, <laughs> yes, there are I, new so new. I want to stress this: new sodas. I'm not talking Dr Pepper. I'm not talking Coca Cola or Pepsi. They didn't show up. Well, I I I might correct you there. As anyone who's listened to this podcast for any period of time may know, I am a certified soda freak. I love okay. soda, drink it all the time. I just polished off a 12-pack of uh, Coca-Cola Zero Sugar that I bought two days ago, and I'm not proud of it. Uh, I love soda. One of these new sodas may not be as new as it seems. Okay, so just to name them, we got Starry, uh huh, and we got Poppy. Is it's called Poppy? Poppy, oh, Poppy. I Poppy. Is that it? Are those the Poppy. two? New? Poppy, Poppy, and Starry. Poppy and Starry. There might have been a, another soda one, but uh, Poppy is definitively new. Poppy is like its whole its its own brand. I think it's like probiotic or something. Yeah, it's weird because they're like, oh. Well, we're gonna take the we're, we're we're gonna say something that's never been said. Soda is not a dirty word or something. Yeah, I I mean I personally have an issue with any commercial that tries to demonize anything you eat, where they're like, "Soda's not bad anymore. Now soda's clean and pure and good." Fuck off with that. Uh, also, brands like Olipop, I think, walked so Poppy could run, like putting good fun stuff. And so I also think there was a soda called like ugly that was really good that went out okay. of business. Sure. Um, once again, a certified soda freak. Uh, so poppy is the, is a new independent soda that's here to, to just like uh, clean coal, make soda good again. <laughs> yes. Which soda was never actually bad. I mean, there's nothing like inherently wrong with high fructose corn syrup. It's just like a, a very easy way to like, add palatability and calories to things but at the end of the day it's just sugar sugar tell sugar. that tell that to my calcifying teeth oh uh, no so are you suggesting to me that starry the new lemon lime slash lime lemon soda is 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 a is a, is a member of the deep soda state starry is a rebrand of sierra mist are you freaking kidding me right Starry now? Starry is a rebrand of Sierra Mist. An underperforming brand was renamed to Starry. Are you kidding? So that's PepsiCo. That's Pepsi. Pepsi is Starry. Oh. Pepsi is Starry now. 
That is such a good re- rebrand, and and you know why? Because I had no idea. I I've talked to so many people who have no idea that it used to be Sierra Mist. I always and also and it, a lot of people don't even when I tell them that they're like, oh, they still sold Sierra Mist, and I'm like, hence the rebrand. So it's funny because Sierra Mist to me was always a misnomer; like it shouldn't have been named that because it was a it was a sprite competitor. But its name was a fancier Mountain Dew. Exactly. So it was like a mismatch. Sierra Mist. It felt like a, when I read Sierra Mist, I was like, oh, is this like a, um, God, I want to say Fago, but that's not it. Like a Fresca. Like oh. Sierra Mist sounds like refreshing, like, right. like uh, light, maybe, maybe grapefruity or something. Yeah. But no, it uh, is, is straight up Sprite. It, it, so it's crazy because um, there was a censored Sprite logo in the commercial. And, and so I knew they were going after. Plus the lemon line. That does like Sprite's thing. But then they also had like a, they had another guy. They had the lemon lime guy, but it also seemed they had a, a lime lemon guy. Yeah, there's a lime lemon guy and a lemon lime guy. There's a lime Are, with a lemon inside it, and a lemon with a lime inside. Is it one soda or is it two sodas? It's one soda with two guys. Too many mascots. Kill them. Also, Ice Spice making an appearance uh, for yeah. the for yeah. the Starry ad. I don't know if I don't know what kind of like situation ship Ice Spice and those two lime lemons are in, but um, more power I don't to think them. It's, yeah, it's not it's not any of our business. I was just it's funny to so it's good to know that this was Pepsi because uh, for us because I know Mountain Dew is also PepsiCo. Um, but it seemed as though it's like, oh, wow, we, the big two. Like, there was no straight Pepsi ad. And there was no straight Coca-Cola ad, which rubbed me in a weird way. Mm-hmm. That, like, the biggest players in the soda game in a year where there are more soda commercials than ever is not playing. They're not there. What's going on? And I maybe are they putting out a statement we don't need? to support our main products any longer. They carry themselves. The nation is already addicted to the drinks they're addicted to. So we don't have to put advertising dollars behind it. Is And if, if we can extrapolate out, like a lot of big brands were sort of just present. Like Yeah, Michelob- some brands were, were phoning it in. The Chill Train. The Coors Light Chill yeah. Train. Coors Light Chill Train. I kind of feel like the Bud Light kind of phoned it in. Like it was a cool tie-in because, like, oh, the people from the commercial were actually at the game. That's kind of neat. Um, but then you know, Budweiser, Clydesdale. I feel like we've seen that exact ad before. And man, that play. ad rolled off me like water off a duck. Like I did not. Yeah. Water off I, the back of Andy Reid. Yeah. Water off the back of Andy Reid. That like I saw Clydesdales. I saw like a man who looked like Mike Rowe and just it yeah. all washed over me and I could not care. And, and Michelob, you know, they're like, oh, we brought in Messi to play soccer. Here's Ted Lasso. Ha ha ha. Come get your beers or whatever. Like the big namestay players of the big game phoned it in. And I think this is sort of where we are. This is where I'm going to get meaning from these commercials. Because a lot of this, 
the big game has, con- has constantly been like there's a new player in the tech industry and in the software industry. Here's their big launch. They spent all their ad buy on this big moment to announce their launch. And I think like CrowdStrike was the only one and they did a terrible job. So who cares? No one's going to remember CrowdStrike. Really sucked. Really it was sucked. a dumb fucking commercial. Really? Once again, that's, that's a, that's a commercial that feels like an exec pitched and everyone was too yeah. afraid to say no. It, exactly. Absolutely. I even almost, I forgot to put it on my list until I checked another source and realized, Oh yeah, that did happen. But like, yeah, the big players, of of like the mainstay, the pillars of American capitalism were kind of only sort of there. They weren't really pushing anything new. Mm-hmm. Or if they were, it was hidden as like a rebrand that we didn't even realize it was them. The standouts were more based on like humor and effort, but I couldn't really name the products. I remember the people. So it, it seems like this year is like, hey, we already have our hooks synced into you. We don't need to try anymore. We're done. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the read I got from the ads during this big game is like, we are slowly entering like the dissolution of major brands, right? Yeah. Because like Coca-Cola could have had a big ad, but like who gives a shit? No who one would have cared. cared. Like people, people who- want people want poppy. People don't want Coke. The people who drink Coke already drink coke coke is not no longer after new customers like they've got their install base is there boom they got them like it's millions of people across the nation they don't need to advertise during the big game yeah pepsi kind of the same way pepsi didn't didn't even sponsor the halftime show was apple music for the first time and i don't know how long oh man we're not even going to get a chance to talk about the halftime show but it was great it was, it was phenomenal. Great. Once, they, once um, they fixed Usher's mic, it was great. It was really good. I, I didn't have a problem with his mic. It seems like a lot of people um, had a problem. But hey, look, I you have to give him so much credit for singing live. Because, yeah, I mean, you're inviting the possibility of, of mishap. And maybe a mishap happened, according to other people. Um, all I have to say is, Jesus Christ, Ludacris. Ludacris came in. Just, it was great. Phenomenal. Uh, your ludicrous. hair, ludicrous. Your oh. hair took my breath away. Lud- I mean, L- ludicrous came in. Black eyed peas. I, honestly, it feels like ludicrous was like, "Oh, we're doing this again." Let me go back in time and bring oh, myself for sure. back for sure. Like, she, it was like he hadn't missed a step. He's rapping as fast as he did back in the day. It was so I, good. To, it was so. Good I teared up. I'm like, this is this is original Tedge. This is <laughs> this is the Tedge we've lost. This is the Tedge who, are, for some reason, ran a garage and also organized races before he became a hacker. Like, I I, I felt deep down like I'm I'm reconnecting with my love for the Fast and Familia in light of all these horrible allegations. If anyone should inherit the Fast and Familia, I feel like it should be ludicrous. I'm, I'm honestly honestly out there the- now. The more time I spent thinking about this, then I started thinking about it during the big game. I think Ludacris is actually like the emotional heart of the franchise, not the movies, but like yeah. Ludacris is the one with like the longest, unbroken, like most sympathetic and interesting personal history with the films. 
Yeah. Uh, like his his character has. We, you know what? We can't get into it. We can't get into Fast and Familiar stuff. Love to see Ludacris up there. Love Usher. Usher's keeping it tight, tighter Usher, than he probably yeah. should. Dude, Usher showed up in two commercials uh, during the runtime of the of the big game just to like show up in the outfit that he was gonna wear during the uh, yeah the, the 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 halftime show and then dance away like he. He was eating. He was eating real good. And dude, what a what a discography! Like, my sister listened to all those songs growing up. Like, damn! Like, flashbacks to overhearing these songs in the other room. It, you know, it it shows that you've had a hell of a career as an artist for for your halftime show. Every song is like a blockbuster banger. Yeah, like every song going back through your history has been a huge smash. Oh, and then resurrecting Little John to like fucking oh, Little John. And they did fucking um uh, turn down for what? Like turn gee, down like for what? The the uh, the the Daniels directed music video. <laughs> It was it was Alicia Keys showed up, her yeah. showed up. It was all it was so good. It was phenomenal. I, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I think it was a phenomenal show. Um, I haven't heard any anybody say anything bad about it, but that's just me. Maybe um, maybe they're they're naysayers out there. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people hate Big Boy. Um, I would like to uh, before we wrap up this conversation about the big game and subsequently this podcast, I do want to save a little bit of time. I feel like we we talked a lot about ads that we like kind of liked. I want to talk about the ads we loved. I want to talk about the okay. things that like really stood out to us I, because there yeah. there were a few that were like really genuinely special to me. I mean, so before you say yours, I just want to say uh, Sarah Vey with Michael Sarah and uh, the Mountain Dew ones were the ones I really loved, and I feel like I talked about them enough. But I just want to recircle back and say, like, boom, those two are the best of the night for me. That, uh, is, John. that is totally fair. They're both Not very good. I also have two. All right, cool. Uh, actually, I have three. <laughs> the first one. Fine. The first one. Actually, I have four. Uh, I, I might have more. The more that you. T- let's just keep going. One's a critique and praise. The critique plus praise is. In a world of it apparently being totally fucking normal to not drop a short trailer during the big game, but just to say trailer available online, Wicked had the courage of its convictions to drop a short trailer during the big game. Yeah. Don't tell me the trailer is available now. Give me a shortcut trailer for the... I, you're spending yeah. $7 million. Give me a shorty. Give me a shorty. I do like it. Um, I do wish. I feel like we're going to get shades of the Mean Girls movie where they're like, oh, this is our major advertising push. We're not going to mention it's a musical. Yeah. I I mean, I'm 0% excited for Wicked. I'm almost certainly not going to see the movie. Uh, Not not a big Wicked dude. Be brave enough to advertise that your movie is a musical if you put all of the money into the movie that's and it's fair. a musical that's fair just say it's a musical don't pull a mean girls where yeah. you put in all of your advertising budget and you never once mention it's a musical don't i mean the mean girls one is especially crazy because it's like people go in they're like oh it's a remake of mean girls no it's an adaptation of the musical sorry right um uh, but good on wicked for having the courage to actually show yeah. a shorty trailer 
That uh, actually looked pretty interesting. I'm going to end up seeing it either way, but it's like, oh, the, it's very colorful. Yeah, I'll never see it. Um, under that, and we can't, we there's nothing to talk about about it. I loved Mayo Cat. Mayo Cat. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I thought Mayo Cat was great. Mayo Cat earned a, a spot of honor on my spreadsheet. It is the only uh, link that says Mayo instead of Link. Mayo oh, Cat was that. really great. I saw that. Mayo Cat was very Kate, good. Kate McKenna, McKinnon. I don't know how to say her name. Kate McKinnon was was amazing. Um, oh my God, you can talk. Perfect line delivery. Yeah. yeah. Save the leftovers. Just really good, really good stuff. Mayo Cat was Mayo Cat was dating Pete Davidson. Yeah, um, it was very and then good. Mayo Cat broke up with Pete Davidson, which is like, I know. Hey, yeah, this is a, this is how you do your goddamn Mr. P shit, Pringles. Like the, yeah. the whole premise of that is a cat says mayo and goes viral, and yet they made it work and you didn't. Yeah. yeah. So figure it out. Um, this one we don't have to talk about a lot. I loved its presence, and I think the Dove ads kind of kill it. Generally, uh, the the Dove ad hard uh, knocks not. I don't think it was hard knocks. I think it was the, maybe it was a dove ad where it it says that like 45% of, of girls quit sports. Yeah. Uh, before the age of 14 due to body image issues. Oof. Like totally cut out the music. They do a phenomenal thing because the commercial is two commercials basically in the same runtime. Um, cause it starts out with, it's a hard knock life from Annie with showing girls playing sports, getting knocked down. Um, yeah. but then getting out and persevering and then yeah like you said like the, the they do the ad they show like oh dove you know like the product and then cut out the music and then put up that statistic 45 percent of girls quit sports um because of bo- you know body issues or whatever let, let, let's keep them in the game yeah it's like wow that is a fun yeah what you did both you you plugged your product you got your message through and then boom here's a message about like making the world a better place you've you somehow pulled all of it off it's great yeah it, in a in a short big game ad you managed to say two incredibly powerful things <laughs> back to yeah. back love it and the best ad in my estimation that made me weep like a fucking baby uh google pixel makes good big game ads i'm sorry every year they make a good one and this one for like the the face detection algorithm oh, for people yeah. with low vision made me and my yeah. wife weep like a fucking baby. It's it is a it, story told extremely well. It's it's really interesting because like you see like snatches of this person's life, but you only see clarity yeah. through the photos. So there's like some there's like some mystery about uh, it's 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 perfect. It's a perfect ad. I cried like a fucking baby. Call me jaded by my profession and my skill set. Call me just very good at predicting story beats. But every time they said two faces detected, I'm like, by the end of the ad, it's gonna say three faces detected, and it did, and it still was very good. But everyone was like, oh no, how did you know that? And I was just like. What else you're gonna do with this? What a hor- what a horrible life you must lead. I um, am the worst person you know to go to the movies with because I'm always like, I saw that coming. <laughs> what if at the end it was like one face detected and that was that was I would have we- I would have wept. 
I would have wept. Out of my eyes, I would have wept. I would have been sad and Australian. Uh, yeah, that's 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 how I feel. Mayo yeah. Cat takes it away. And uh, I just want to shout out because I I did the uh, a little bit of homework. Uh, tracking all of the companies who paid for the ads and uh, fucking Universal Pictures apparently was like we are doing one push for an entire slate of movies this year because they had like upwards of five movies have trailers during the big game so Jesus. I guess we I know I guess we won't see anything else about uh, Wicked or Monkey Man or Kung Fu Panda 4 because like their their marketing budgets must be blown at this point, right? I mean, I don't know what the uh, marketing budget for Monkey Man looks like now, but uh, that movie looks sick. I want to see Monkey I Man want real to see bad. Fuck out of Monkey Man. Monkey uh, Man Dave, looks gr- Dev Patel. Dev Patel. Like, look, I love great. Dev Patel. Um, Green Knight is one of the, my favorite movies to ever have come out, and uh, dude can't do wrong by me. I feel like he's gonna he's gonna deliver Jordan Peele. Also there. He was the director or the producer? Producer. I I think it's directed by Dev Patel. Oh shit. You know, I might be wrong. Let you know what let's just do let's one just let it come out second of fact checking. Oh, okay. Are you gonna uh, director me? Dev Patel? Why is I'm there no speech- reaction I'm, to that? I'm speechless. Oh, no, no, it was me reeling. It was me reeling in, in awe. I'm gonna see it. It's gonna be good. Um Love Dev so. Patel. And then everybody else, all of the other people, you're just, you're kind of just building up the idea and you're, you're reinforcing the idea in my head that like, we don't, we are at a stage where like all of the brands have been out for so long. They don't need to fucking do anything. Um, yeah. I just want to shout out one thing. It was hilarious. I feel like people would stand behind me um, the most unnatural phrase of the commercials of the night was hold on to my o- oikos. <laughs> uh, hold my oikos. Hold, hold my oikos. Man, <laughs> can you imagine how many times? I mean, Mr. Hart's a professional. I'm sure it wasn't that many takes. Hart? Man, it's it's hard for me to say hold on to my oikos. Hart? Huh? That was Martin Lawrence. Shit! That was nice. <laughs> Not Kevin Hart. Edit that part out. Uh, I will try. I was making food in the kitchen. Listen, I don't know. It, okay, okay. It was Martin Lawrence and Shannon Sharp. Okay. Hold my oikos. Hold my oikos. No, I, I literally, that they said that, and I turned to the room and I said, nobody in the history of the world has ever said you know anything about oikos and like jamie jamie agreed she's like yeah there was just like take my yogurt yeah no one (laughs) no would be like no one would specifically say i don't know that i've ever heard someone say oikos in real life that's so that's other people who i won't name because uh let let them remain anonymous for like i don't think i've ever heard that yogurt said aloud yeah I thought it was Oikos. Yeah, I had no idea. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like the the if I if my my theory I, I think I've already disassembled in past in past years, and I don't think it holds water quite anymore. But it seems like 
the 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 big bastions of capitalism are already like we already have you. We don't need to advertise anymore. You're gonna yeah, buy our now products. It's, now it's just the smaller demons of capitalism that are trying to get us like Poppy. Yeah, Poppy and and uh Bass Pro Shops. And uh mayonnaise and oikos. Yeah. Watch out, people, for the white goops. <laughs> the white goops are coming, and that's where we are. Oh wait. I don't huh? like to. I don't like the sentence I said. <laughs> hey, listen, the white goops are coming. That's where we are. Martin Lawrence, just giving you a clean one to replace when I said Kevin Hart earlier. I will not be editing your 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 faux pas. You know what? It's fine. Uh, I know only one of them listens to the podcast. Yeah. Um. So it was a good big game. The game really good. The commercials. Uh, now that we've talked about them, yeah, I feel like I took you off of a off of a high for the commercials and brought you down to my level. Yeah. Which enjoy it. Okay, I'm you. right. I'm gonna watch this knuckle show and I'm gonna be happy. Hey, it's hey, it's not a show. It's a six episode event <laughs> trailer online now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I do want a second year. Just give me a trailer. Don't give me an online now announcement. Deadpool. Oh, uh, the Deadpool. That one really galled me. I mean, I'm not going to see it. I like the first Deadpool movie, but I'm probably not going to see it. And I love Wolverine. Do you hear me? I love Wolverine. So I'll probably see, see it. the movie. Oh. No, I'll probably see it. Oh, I yeah, just never fair. saw two or three. Two. This is three. Never saw two. Two was good. Yeah, man. Two was good. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> um, Andy Reed. And so I feel like this brings our big game talk to a natural conclusion. Uh, but you might have thoughts about what you saw and you might want to share those thoughts. So I'm going to throw it to my good personal friend john to tell you how to get in contact with us to throw those thoughts in our faces that's right if you want to reach out to us with uh your conspiracy theories about why the big game was rigged but they didn't endorse joe biden which uh, I, I always love this kind of when prophecy fails moment but i'd love to see your takes, you crazy little diamond. You can send those to us on Twitter, aka X. I'm making an X with my arms. At, oh, really choked myself up there. Thinking about that pixel commercial, am I right? At ZCPCWHJ on X.com. And I believe my good football friend Henry knows what that stands for. Uh, that stands for Taylor Swift is now announcing that Joe Biden will be the next king of America. All hail Joe Biden and his queen, Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey has not been found for comment. That's right, Mr. Pfizer. Uh, also, there was a Pfizer ad. There was a Pfizer ad. I, that would, had... I would love to see if people went insane over that. Uh, the fucking, the, the, I don't think they did, but the weird singing fucking portraits and stuff just creeped us out and we didn't like it. And I guess we don't like science now. 
I was a terrible ad. I'm anti-vax now. RFK all the way. Baby, if you want to send us your anti-vax screed or your pro-vax seed. <laughs> couldn't couldn't walk my way out of that one. You can send that to us via email at two zero credits is a podcast at gmail dot com send us your ads send us a long trailer for knuckles the six night event which means they pitched it as a movie and someone was like eh uh if you've if you're listening to this podcast now congratulations you're a part of the secret society and you are my most valued employee and you can get other people to listen to the podcast by listening to the podcast on many different podcast services such as good pods Podchaser, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the other ones that are dead now. A great way for people to learn about the podcast is for you to leave a comment or a review on these podcast services. It's a great way for people to learn about the show. But the best way to learn about the show is to drop a cool $7 million on a football spot. And you're going to be Deadpool. And you're going to come out of an elevator and you're going to slap your little ass. And you're going to say, podcast online now. That's right. Next week, we're dropping the podcast with Wolverine. Not the Wolverine you might think. That's right. The one from Logan. Uh, Because word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So tell your football listening audience. And they will love it. And from everyone here at the Big Game Coverage 24-7 Sportsman Studios, we just want to say we're sorry, but we have to cut 75% of our staff this year. Uh, The record high profits we're reporting just aren't high enough. And have a happy week. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Bom, 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 bom. Right? Goodbye. Damn it. Round ball. It's round ball rock is the pomp and circumstance. It erases all of the other songs out of your mind once you hear it. And I I thought I I thought I got Monday Night Football, and now it's just round ball rock. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> I could have convinced Drew.